0: I'm Michaelin Smith and this is House Rules. Welcome to episode 14. Once the guests have gone, the used wrapping paper is in the recycle bin, the leftovers are eaten and Christmas is officially over. It's time to take down the Christmas decor. I used to dread this part. It's depressing, right? But not anymore. Now I actually look forward to packing up the Christmas decor and taking back my house. By the end of today's quick episode, you'll have a simple four-step process to pack away your Christmas decor that will make next year's unpacking easier and more enjoyable than ever. For years, every day after Christmas, my mom and my sister and I would show up early at Target, and without fail, I always found myself... Buying more Christmas decor. It was deeply discounted and so beautiful. Look how smart I am. Then I would come home and begin taking down my Christmas tree. Plus, I now needed to store the brand new Christmas decor that I had just purchased. I hadn't even pulled it out of the package yet. I was in this kind of little cycle of adding about one new Christmas storage bin a year. And after a few years, I knew that I needed to declutter but it was early January. I was tired after Christmas and so tired of looking at Christmas decor. Who wants to declutter Christmas stuff then? But 11 months later, when I pulled out my Christmas bins, it was so exciting. That wasn't the time to declutter and evaluate and make decisions. I have forgotten about all this stuff. This was the time for fun. So clearly I was adding in stuff, but I was never subtracting. And that led me to being more overwhelmed a little bit more every single year. There were years where I had more Christmas decor that I didn't use than stuff that I actually did use. Plus, my bins were multiplying and taking up more space year after year. Finally, I had enough. I wasn't exactly sure where to start, but the first thing I did was just to start with a big picture, and it actually worked out great. So the first step to packing away your Christmas decor is to decide how much room in your house you're willing to dedicate to storing Christmas stuff. So remember, most of us only use this stuff for about four weeks out of the year. So when I really faced the truth of that logic, I realized that my Christmas decor was taking up a disproportionate amount of room in our tiny basement compared to how much we got to actually use and enjoy it, which for us was mainly just looking at it. I decided I was willing to use one area of a big basement closet that we had for Christmas storage, and that was it. So I could fit about three or four bins and hang a few things on the wall if needed. That gave me room to actually walk around in the rest of the closet to get other seasonal things that we used the rest of the year. What was sadly revealing was At that time, we also had a swimming pool and we live in North Carolina. So we could use our pool from April through September, almost six months out of the year. But I was letting Christmas decor take over our storage area. And I didn't even have room to adequately store our pool floats and the stuff we actually used and played with. This was stuff we had fun with and interacted with for like half our life, six months of the year. So A little holiday math for you, if you wait until Thanksgiving to pull out your Christmas decorations like I do, and then if you put your Christmas decor back right after Christmas, that's going to come out to about 8.5% of the year that we're using, enjoying, and looking at our Christmas decor. That equals to 8.5% of our life. So it's not really that much time for something that can feel overwhelming and daunting. At least it was to me. If you keep your decorations out longer, maybe you take them out at Halloween and leave them up to New Year's, you're at about 15 or 16% of the year slash your life when you're using your decor. And so I just think that's helpful to remind ourselves, like how much of our life are we letting it take up in storage versus how much of our life are we actually enjoying it? For me, the Christmas decor that we only looked at for a month out of the year less than 10% of our life was the boss of my storage area. It was like the big mean mafia. And that didn't make sense. So first I decided on limits. So how much physical space and even the number of containers that I was willing to dedicate to storing the stuff that I can enjoy for just three to six weeks out of the year. Listen, your limit can be whatever you want. It can be a few shelves in the closet. It can be a corner in the attic. It can be the entire garage or just a couple of bins. The point is to pre-decide how much you're willing to store and just to be honest with yourself. All right, step two in packing away your Christmas decor is to get your storage containers or bins out right now or when it's time to pack up and evaluate. So if you're like me, when you open the storage bins in January after Christmas, there's still stuff in there. What? This is all the decor that you didn't use this year because maybe you moved and now your house is smaller and you don't need it. Or maybe it's the stuff you don't really like, but it was a gift or it's tradition and you store it forever to avoid the guilt of getting rid of it. That makes sense, right? Or maybe you just wanted a simpler Christmas this year and you needed to see how it felt not to use every item in your bin. Whatever the reason, if you didn't use that decor this year, that means it's been stored away in your home for 12 months at the minimum. If you avoid getting rid of it now and wait until next year to decide whether to keep it, you're storing it and lugging it out something for years that you don't even know if you'll need. Is that really worth it? Would you pay money to store this stuff? Because you actually are. You're paying monthly rent or mortgage on your home and every square foot counts. So if you store stuff inside, you're even Heating and cooling this stuff. So it does have an actual literal cost. The thing is, as women, we're even more sensitive to stuff in storage and excess stuff than men. It's called clutter anxiety. And basically, there are fancy studies on the fact that we women kind of have magical powers where we feel the amount of excess we keep and it takes a quiet toll in the background of our lives, kind of adding a layer of stress and anxiety no thanks. (laughs) Evaluating what you no longer need can be an extra hard step if maybe you're in the soulful styling era. Remember, we talked about different styling eras a few weeks ago. But remember, your home is there to serve you, not the other way around. If you don't know yet what decorating era you're in, be sure to take the quiz. The link to that will be in the show notes. So my advice is to keep only the Christmas decor that you use this year and to give the rest away. When it comes time to pull out those red and green bins next year, I don't want you to feel depressed because you have to dig through stuff you don't love, stuff that has now literally been stored in your home without using it for at least a year, maybe two. Instead, I hope you open up those bins with joy and enthusiasm and excitement and give yourself that gift by deciding now, not next November, what to keep and what to get rid of. This is one reason that I like to focus on consumables and winter decor. If you listened a few episodes ago, you know what that is. That way, I don't have to store as much stuff and I can have fun kind of reinventing how my house looks each year because I don't have a zillion bins of plastic decor. I can use different color ribbon or pillow covers or just burn, you know, if I want red candles or green candles or blue candles, whatever it is, and I use them up and enjoy them. All right, tip number three. I don't use those special ornament boxes like the original boxes that the ornaments came in or those plastic ornament-shaped boxes to pack my ornaments away. What I use is nice quality gift boxes. So I'm not talking about the flimsy like fold-up shirt boxes. I'm talking about the nice gift boxes that you have to buy. You see them on TV shows, you know, where the family doesn't tear open the wrapping paper, but they just untie a bow, and then they lift the cover off of a sturdy box, and the box is pretty on the outside. You can't fold these up when you're done, and they cost more than a shirt box, but here's the secret to how to use them. So let's say you buy a few fancy gift boxes after Christmas on a discount. Um, You're going to get your sturdy gift boxes out. So after Christmas, we put ours underneath the Christmas tree. So it still looks like there's gifts under there. We even keep any old tissue paper in them if we've wrapped a gift and have tissue paper around it. So then when it's time to pack up the Christmas decor, you get out your nice gift boxes. They're just right there under the tree and you open them up and that's what you use to pack away your breakables, your ornaments, your stockings, whatever it is. You can use the tissue paper again. So these boxes are going to stack really nicely in your bins or your storage boxes. They protect any breakables because they're sturdy. Plus you're going to use that leftover tissue paper to wrap them up in. Now your gift boxes are storing your ornaments for 11 months, Then next November, when you open up your bins, you're going to hang your ornaments and stuff, and then you'll have empty gift boxes. And those are now ready for their second job of holding gifts during Christmas. So then if you want, you can wrap the boxes, or if you're like our family, Uh, Most of the time we do what they do on TV and we just use a really nice ribbon and we tie a bow around the pretty gift box that we all like looking at and it looks Christmassy. That way minimal wrapping is required. So about six or seven years ago, I bought some really nice uh, sugar paper, neutral, but Christmassy boxes from Target and I've used them every year just like this. So the trick is to only use your nice Christmassy gift boxes for your immediate family. You don't want them to leave the house. So I don't let my boys use my like $6 gift boxes for their girlfriends or anything, because I want to use them again to store our Christmas decor. And then I use them again, of course, next year to wrap our gifts in. So it's a really great excuse to buy some nice sturdy gift boxes after Christmas. And it also makes your gift wrapping life easier next year. All right, the fourth tip is to write a quick note to yourself and tuck it into one of your bins with anything you want to remember for next year. Some of my past notes to myself have said things like, buy at least a 26-pound turkey if you want leftovers, or bake the gingerbread the day before you want to decorate it. Uh, Gavin will say he wants nothing for Christmas. He does want things. Uh, Also, if I have less than 12 replacement bulbs, make sure to order more and pack them away. Uh, Another one, don't buy the fattest Christmas tree, even though you want it. Every year, I want a really fat Christmas tree. And last year, y'all, I got one and it overpowered our house. It was such a disaster. It was so in the way. And even this year, we were at the Christmas tree farm and I was so sad because there wasn't a fat one. And I'll tell you, I got home and it was such a relief to have a skinnier Christmas tree, we could move around, we could turn on the light, we could sit in front of the fireplace, it changed my life. So I am writing that down this year to not be tempted with a really fat Christmas tree, even though I love them so much. I love a fluffy tree. So these reminders are really, really helpful come next year when I've forgotten all of this stuff and you've forgotten it as well. So you don't need fancy stationery or to type it up, just a quick piece of copy paper. And at the top, I'll write like notes from 2023. So I've been doing this every year and I just keep the previous year's ones because I think it's fun to look back on. Um, so I just keep them all like at the very top of one of my Christmas bins. And when I open it next year, there it is. And it's a fun reminder and, and helpful to read through. Okay, so to recap, the four steps to simplify your Christmas decor, number one, set your limits now, decide how much space or the area, what containers you're willing to dedicate to storing your Christmas decor. Number two, each year, evaluate what to keep when you pack it away. This is the time you're most in touch with what you like, not next year when you pull it back out. Number three, consider using nice gift boxes for storage and then again for your gifts and then the cycle continues. And number 4, write a quick note to your future self with what didn't didn't work this year and pack it away with your decor. Wouldn't it be nice to look forward to cozying up your home for Christmas without kind of treading and packing the decor and hauling it all back into storage? Wouldn't it be great to open up those bins and love every single thing that you see instead of worrying about how to use what you're tired of? too often we get stuck in a forever routine of thinking we have to use everything we always have because that's the way we've always done it. We kind of end up becoming rigid stuff managers, all in the name of creating a holiday home. Who wants to be overwhelmed at Christmas? Not me and not you. And I actually don't want to be an overwhelmed stuff manager at all during my life, no matter the season. You know, there are times in my life that I feel like I was buying stuff, organizing stuff, washing stuff, moving stuff, dusting stuff, losing stuff, complaining about my stuff, looking at more stuff I want to buy, all while being surrounded by overstuffed drawers, closets, and shelves. I longed for a simple, beautiful home, and I assumed I must have all the wrong stuff, so the only way to get there must be to buy more stuff. I never considered that if everything that sits out in my home has a voice, When all I do is add more and more stuff to my home, those visual voices, if you will, (laughs) are getting louder and louder, and they're screaming at me. How can I quiet those voices? Well, I figured it out. I hush the house. House hushing is a method that I came up with years ago when I was trying to declutter without first making a bunch of uninformed decisions. Decision fatigue is real, especially this time of year. So what if you could first enjoy the benefit of a quieted declutter house without having to hold each item or thinking it or asking it if you should keep it? House hushing is backwards decluttering because you don't have to start with making a bunch of exhausting decisions, but you still get the reward of a quieted space. And your leader, me, is someone who still values a beautiful home. So you can still have pretty stuff. It's not about just not having anything. House hushing is the first step. To creating a simple home so this is not about rigid minimalism this is about cozy minimalism getting the most amount of style your style with the least amount of stuff if you're ready to quiet the voices of all the stuff in your home in the most gentle and simple way possible you're going to want to join me for the house hushing challenge i'm hosting this challenge in my private facebook group the cozy minimalist community and for just ten dollars you can start the year with a quieter, simple home. The link is in the show notes and we hope to see you there.